Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. clean are we there man no because you know what I cover my camera and now it's got like oh do you yeah what so you don't have to turn it oh no because you know people can like hack cameras no it's true you're 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 a cynic and I don't take any precautions so you know somewhere that's somewhere in the middle you know well actually Mark Zuckerberg covers his camera so that tells you something if you have you seen on like TikTok and stuff and online where people show you there are websites you can go on to like log in to public cameras and people's cameras on their computer I mean I don't undress for my laptop so we're fine I don't I don't because I actually get really paranoid that someone's that, watching you. No, that work can hack. So if I ever got you, like, I wouldn't want my bosses to be able to. <laughs> like, it's that thing of like, can they hack and like see us at any time? Um, Probably. But I make sure that I don't. Well, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> oh, it's recording. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it is. yeah. Well, yeah, I do. I do cover my camera and there was like glue residue. So it's off now. Okay, that's all right. You need so you need to find like the correct kind of of sticker yeah. covering situation. But yeah, I do. You and... should use a plaster. No, I use um like those labels, them little labels. Just but like it... a plaster has sticky either side, but over the camera you could put the like. Mm. I do have plasters, so I will use that. Good thinking. Thank you. I like Thank it. You. Um. (laughs) what's your fashion story fashion story just warmed my heart when I came across it this week because it just made me think like it doesn't matter how awkward and how different you are from other people if you're passionate about something 
and you do it in an unapologetic way. Mm. Sometimes, not always. I don't want to be like overly um, naive about this, but sometimes people can see that like passion and want to be there for you. And like you get opportunities open up for you because you're like different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think in a time when, you know, for a lot of people making a living online, you feel compelled to follow trends because yeah. it's the trends that that bring you into the limelight and help your like online career if you want to be an influencer. So very often as we've seen is like everyone's doing the same thing online. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's like there's viral reels that go around or yeah everyone hops on that same tiktok trend or the same music or the same real trend and stuff like that so we see all these like copycats all the time but there is this i want to call him a young man but he's not a young man he's like he has that like old soul kind of yeah but um this really big uk famous tiktoker uh goes by the name of francis bourgeois Yes, love him. He is a young man in his early 20s and he's passionate about trains mm. to like, a, and I don't say this in a negative way, but to a childlike level, he's yeah. passionate about trains and the running of trains. And he's, got, he's got an innocence about it. Yeah, an innocence, exactly. And yeah, so he makes TikToks about trains and what they're called and where they run. And he waves to the train drivers and goes to different stations. Hoping for a little... Choo-choo. Yeah, yeah, giving that honk <laughs> action. Um, if you don't live in the UK, then like in, in the UK, well, across Europe, to be honest. But um, we have a lot of trains, a lot of stations. It's very much part of like everyday life. And mm-hmm. so we just think, oh, it's mundane. It's another train. It's, it's a train. It's like a, you know, dodgy southern train you know never runs on time but he loves all this stuff Mm -hmm. anyway so you might remember that gucci had a collaboration with north face and they Mm -hmm. came out with those tents and those puffers and all that sort of that outdoor wear that was like seeped in that 70s aesthetic like girl guides and boy scout aesthetic and francis is part of their like latest advert that was made in partnership with high sobriety and so they've got this advert where he is the train conductor and then all these models dressed in gucci north face like jump on the train and go to the countryside and he he actually looks great he doesn't look out of place he's actually a handsome or like more like quite a beautiful like he's he's got quite a pretty fit they've made him look really pretty because on his TikToks, he often uses that, well, he uses that kind of that whatever, that, whatever that camera is. Is it fisheye, but the opposite? It's I like don't fisheye, know. But it's right on his forehead. So you get this downward angle. So it's, it's a, you don't really see his, I mean, you obviously see his face in other videos or other aspects of it, but that's kind of what you think of when you think of him as that yeah. angle. But yeah. he looks actually really quite beautiful yeah. in these, um, in this fashion film. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. He does. He suits the part, and he his his skin looks very. His clear. skin is beautiful. Flowing. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's you know got like 
like pins and badges and this ring and obviously they everything he's wearing is probably Gucci and it's like very expensive and and whatnot but I've got to keep some stuff yeah same I hope so too but yeah I thought it was just a really nice like it was a moment where you were like cheering for someone like you know when you watch yeah. or whatever and you see them from like their beginnings to how to where they get to and you're like, wow, so happy for your progression sort of thing. It was like, we all saw that and thought, yes, Francis. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's also, I hope we see it a bit more mm. where he is a hot topic. And so it's a, res- it, Gucci have responded to that. Mm-hmm. And also it's quite unusual for the, them to respond to it sort of in a British way. I don't know how big he is in America, but I'm guessing he might must be because he did a collab with Joe Jonas. Joe Ooh. Jonas joined one of his videos. Oh. So he's suddenly like train spotting in like the UK. I was like, I'm joined by my friend Joe, who then like is just cheering cha- trains with him. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. I will say that I think that Gucci is very good at... Um, delving into like niche subcultures yeah and but, I mean it, he comes on my TikTok timeline and I don't look at trains you know yeah 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 <laughs> um but Gucci in the past I remember a few years ago they had a like a fashion film video thing and it was based on the I don't know if you know anything about like Northern Soul is it Northern Soul yeah and it was it's like this dance it's a type it's a genre of music it's very popular in like the Midlands of the UK and people used to go to like town halls like back in the day when you used to go to a dance quote unquote in town and there's like a certain style of dancing and it's very it's very niche to a UK culture of like like years back yeah and most people probably don't even know about that sort of thing and for a big designer international designer brand to be like because they're, you know, they're very much into seventies aesthetics. Mm-hmm. That's basically Northern Soul, and um, yeah. So I think they're quite good at like, yeah, not Americanizing everything, you know. Yeah, and you know what? That's just what you get. Sort of your marketing department to do right is trounce through who are the people who keep coming up but are the underdog. Because you're right, we in. We love, especially in the UK, we love an underdog story. We love like small town guy done good, mm. that kind of a heroic story of kind of just this really unassuming guy who like is now. Yeah. We yeah. we love we love those little hero stories. So yeah. I wonder, you know, the sky's the limit for this dude. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What is your fashion story? So I sent this to you, but I don't think it's obviously clocked on your radar. Um, Molly May Mm. alluded to Mm. the fact that Pretty Little Thing is going to be showing at Fashion Week. Oh, yes. I remember you sent me that. And I think that's disgusting. <laughs> like I remember I think Topshop did some fashion shows. Yeah. And A, that's the whole thing. Topshop, 
say what I mean no one likes Philip Green rightly so mm-hmm. but and yes they would have been contributing to fast fashion in ways and yeah la 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 but Topshop was much more of like a a UK constitution a it's- pillar yeah institution like a pillar of our high street mm-hmm. like everyone um, between the age of like sort of 12 to 16 owned something from Topshop and they had they did their luxe range right or their boutique range was what was on the red carpet mm-hmm. the carpet sorry the runway I don't want to see a luxe line I don't even want to see anything from pretty little thing on a runway it's I think they're now taking this too far because it just means that money gets you places because it's really expensive to show at fashion week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so now what you're telling me is these cheap knockoffs Mm because it's all inspired by something that somebody else has designed and dwindled through the knockoff chain and drizzles down is going to be gracing the same runway that someone who has worked their arse off to get on mm-hmm. and earn that slot also is on. It, it really irks me just really badly. I agree. I think, yeah, you're right. You are right. And I think, sadly, not many people are going to see it from that perspective. No. Kind of- worked in fashionable design and you kind of had that yeah that, it's, that it's about blood you, but... sweat and tears to put on a fashion show to get your collection right and they don't work in collections they probably have like ten thousand things on their website if not more a designer purposely designs a collection and that's pretty much what you see on their runway and that's what they sell there might be a few iterations mm-hmm. of colorways or a few looks that don't make it, but for the most part, that is it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is curated, it is considered. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know what we're going to see, but I, I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes sense. Okay, well, the first point is it also legitimizes them as a company and as a brand, quote unquote, a brand that designs stuff, as you said, when really they're just knockoffs of other people's designs from the year prior, let's say. And then it it kind of, I think with them trying to seem more legitimate, maybe they're thinking that people won't, won't see their like, their indiscretions in terms of not paying people and and operating these sweatshops in the UK and all that, they'll just brush that under the rug mm. because now they have like a, a, a premium line where people actually get paid properly and you're and you're paying a fair price for the garments. It's like, you know what, like what HM does with like HM conscious. So you mm. buy into that range feeling good about yourself because oh, better fabrics, natural fabrics, less water, all of that stuff. What Really, 95% of their business <laughs> is sweatshops in Bangladesh. Yeah. And like, and all of that stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not judging people who, you know, buy fast fashion because I buy a lot, I buy fast fashion as well. But let's not pretend what it is, mm. you know? Let, yeah. Let's not encourage this really, this industry which just exploits people to no end. And then also, when you, when you sent me that post, um, 
Molly May, I think it just gave more credit to Molly May. Yeah. Like, she's something. Yeah, like, she, and she's like, it's like, she kind of thinks that she's done this, right? Or like, yeah, maybe she's approved some of the looks. I just. I'm so confused. What I think it will be mm-hmm. is curated looks from their ranges, right? Because mm-hmm. that's all it can be. Um, I don't know if it's going to be day wear, because also let's not remember. Uh, let, let's, forget. let's not forget. This was born as your £8 f- like night out dress website. Mm-hmm. So don't try selling me a parka for 30 quid that's going to explode or whatever you know because it's highly flammable um I don't know I just think you don't get me wrong you don't get anywhere by not pushing boundaries and we're going to learn that soon with our topic today Mm. but this is a bit of a step too far for me because then what are we going to see is boohoo going to join the ranks well we've already seen misguided We've already seen Shein uh, have that TV fashion competition show. Remember, by Chloe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And these companies have a lot of money to spend. And that's the thing. Like a lot of companies, you make your money however you can, Mm -hmm. using all the tricks of the trade. And then once you're filthy rich, you can buy influence. You have all this cachet. You have cultural relevance because... These people are wearing your stuff. It doesn't matter how bad you are, how like terrible you are as a company. You, you can buy that, mm, that like, as I said, social cachet. And that's what they're doing. Like now they're part of London Fashion Week, which is a big fucking deal. Mm. But it's easy to do when you've got like billions behind you. Yeah. And I guess when you said that, I can see why they'd want to do it. Because regular folk like you and me look mm. at London Fashion Week and can only dream. Mm-hmm. And what if you could actually afford it for the price of nine ninety nine? <laughs> like, no, they're gonna up their price. Honestly, it's not gonna be nine ninety nine. No, but be- yeah, but like, there's gonna be a mix, right? I'm guessing. And yeah, do I don't mean- know if they are gonna up their price. Does that then alienate the reason that people shop there in the first place? I don't know. I don't think so. Remember when H and M was doing all these collabs with legitimate designers? Yeah, people love that. Yeah. And people were queuing up to buy £300 items, which were H&M clothing. Yeah. And there was so much buzz about it. And she's she's not GM, but like, (laughs) she's not these designers, man. She's not, but... But maybe she is. And they can charge a premium and and people will buy it. Because you saw it on the runway. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I just, yeah, but I can already picture like, you know, they're going to have their throw of quite modern Molly May approved influencers, you know. I tell you now, I will, I will roll in my grave if Anna Wintour goes to this show. I will eat my hat. I will, I don't know. There's no way, right? Well, she's... There's no way. <laughs> well, I don't know, to be honest. I think, I think, honestly, I think Anna, I don't know her. But from what I... <laughs> you don't? <laughs> um, I don't know the lady, but 
from my perspective, she'll go wherever hype is mm. and power and fashion influences. It's she's because she's not like she's not the best dressed woman. She's not like a photographer. She's not a designer. She she sells magazines. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. And another thing is if um, if she if Molly May goes to the Met Ball. No, that's a joke. You know, <laughs> when you sent me that um that post about this, and then I went because I don't follow Molly May. Um I wasn't aware that she had eight, like 6.8 million followers on Instagram. Mm. I was just like, what? I thought, I thought maybe like one and a half million, but that's ignorant of me, isn't it? That's so yeah. silly. She has so many followers. Yeah. It's insane. Anyway. But I also, following sort of the controversy about her on a podcast and the Daily Mail comments section about her, Oh, I bet half. I bet half of them hate her. You know, like that's the problem now, right? Is that just because they're your follower doesn't mean they love you. They might love to hate you. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But you, still- but they still, they still might buy that dress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, one day you're scrolling like, oh god, her again. Oh, but the shoes are nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh crikey! So yeah, I'm raging. There will be a part two to this when we see this show. I mean, when do we never talk about Molly May? And- <laughs> I know she gets a lot of airtime from us. Maybe we should embargo her. No more Molly May on here. Oh. Then what will we talk about? We talk about lots of things, but it's definitely a running theme. Yeah. <laughs> us and Chanel and the us and Molly May PLT debacle. <laughs> and who would I come? Yeah, that's that, you know what? That boohoo.com account and their lucky stars, they don't get as trashed by us now. The Molly Mays come along. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. So this week we are discussing the man, the myth, the legend, Kanye West and his fashion career. Yep. So he's, I mean, when is he not the centre of a lot of stuff? But at the moment, he seems to be in the news quite a lot. There's loads of drama with him and Kim, mm. whether I mean, he was invited to a birthday party. Fabricated most of it. I believe it's, you know. Yeah. But he also is obviously in fashion and... I, th- I think it's really interesting to talk about 
sort of his journey in fashion it's not it's not simple it's it's quite interesting it is a really interesting one I think what's what characterizes or like differentiates Kanye West from other musicians is that his career in the in the limelight is just as much about music as it is about fashion do you know what I mean like when you look at his career he was just as passionate about clothing and pursued that simultaneously while making music and being Mm. really successful at that and we see even up till today merch which we talked about what last week merch kind of always accompanies his albums in one way or another whether he's releasing a collection and his music is the is the backdrop music or he's releasing an album and he's got t-shirts to go with it like there's always that and I don't think anyone I don't think really I can think of anyone else who's been so successful in both Mm. at the same time I think it shows how his mind works though right yeah um and I don't mean that he's clearly insane (laughs) but genius and crazy yeah close together um but I think it shows that and I hate this word for what it encompasses but he's an artist and I don't mean like music artist or like he is the whole word of an artist yeah that's how he thinks he thinks creatively he has a vision and it's not it's not just narrow like you said if he has a vision for an album he's already thinking about how something can go alongside that and as we'll discuss often collaborations match up with his latest album or he uses a fashion show to drop his latest single it Mm -hmm. works together and I think that has been part of the success because you whether you're a fan of his music or you're a fan of his clothes he's trying to get you involved in both of them yeah and so like and rally support or just I think it also rallies um a buzz Mm -hmm. because like one of his Yeezy collections was essentially an album viewing like a preview party yeah 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 so why like what an honor if you're Mm -hmm. a huge fan of his music you turn up to his shows in the hope that you're going to get a new song or a new whatever. Yeah. And and that's really clever. Really, really clever. Like he might be bonkers, Mm -hmm. but he's also really fucking smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Like I don't want him to be president. No, no. But I think (laughs) in his lane of like artistry, he's really fucking smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I was thinking... Maybe we'll go from the beginning and go through yeah. and we can kind of discuss at each point of his life what our thoughts are and mm-hmm. how it's come to pass. I so, also, um, at the yeah. end, yeah. I have a theory. Okay. <laughs> Is this one of your scarlets? <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh, I just have a theory. I had to write okay. it down in case I forgot it, but yeah, just so you know. 
Okay, so in our Virgil Abloh episode, mm-hmm. we briefly mentioned how they both internshiped at Fendi in Paris. Mm-hmm. In Paris? I think, or Milan. 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 And so, yeah, Kanye internshiped at Fendi. And I think one of the things about Kanye is that he, especially in the first half of his career in the limelight, is that he was keen to work under people and shadow them and observe what his friends were doing. His friends who had jobs in higher places, there was this kind of like, seeking knowledge about the industry that's kind of what I gathered from learning about Kanye but anyway he was internship at Fendi um and there he met Virgil Abloh which kind of sparked this long friendship which we believe they fell out at some point or maybe or there was jealousy involved or who knows um (laughs) but but yeah so I think that's kind of in itself, many people don't know about that. Like from the beginning, he was learning about luxury fashion mm-hmm. and like earning his stripes and like networking with people who were in the industry. I mean, I think he interned there twice. Okay. Um, but I think of the I'm not sure when the first time was, but I I feel like his foray into fashion started around a similar time as his foray into music. And so it's not like this is really pre him releasing music. Yeah. He's really like, he's released college dropout an incredible album, Mm. but he still thinks like it's worth his while to intern and shadow people. Yeah. Which is quite an unusual thing for, yeah, I don't know. Quite- would we call him a rapper? Like, I don't, like, I don't know if, I think he's more than that, right? I would say like a rapper and a producer. Yeah. But yeah. like, that's not a typical thing that a rapper's doing, right? Mm. Releases a really great album. It has pretty good success and thinks, I know, I want to go shadow somebody like at Fendi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned the album because, um, he started a line because he was with uh, yeah. Rock Nation. They changed their name, but you know. And he started a line called Mascot, mm-hmm. which was the kind of emblem that went along with that album. Um, spelt differently. I love this yeah. album, by the way. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and <laughs> samples were made, but the line was never fully mm. fleshed out and per game a line. And yeah. I yeah, but I also... I've also seen a few different things. So around that time, he also had some shoe partnerships. So he had one with Nike and he also had one with Baby Ape. Bathing Ape. Babe. Um, and it had the mascot. It had the bear mascot on these shoes by Bape. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think my brother got like a Bathing Ape t-shirt. And I remember it being like it the coolest really thing. Ones. It was huge. It got referenced in loads of songs. It was massive. Mm. And that's another thing I will add. He references clothes in his music. Yep. And yep. that's how people knew of another one of his lines, because he references it along with Bathing Ape. Yeah. And people are like, whoa. And it builds this hype. And he... It's it's all interlinked, I think, in his mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually feel like 
we never really know anything about mascot like that's the first I heard of it mm-hmm. so samples exist but it was never produced but yeah. we to the I don't think anyone's seen to our knowledge samples mm-hmm. of that yeah and I think it's I think his relationship with fashion at this point is really interesting because as we said he always had been interested in luxury fashion he's make he's coming up with these labels referencing designer brands in his music Mm. but in his music he talks about people who are quote-unquote poor who are ignorant enough to want to spend all their money on this stuff that's like, really it's, funny because that is our society now. Yeah, he's really critical of our desire to want to prove ourselves mm. by spending a lot of money on clothes, and he says that he does it himself, and it's a it's a dumb thing to do. Yeah, and it doesn't increase your value by wearing all this Louis Vuitton. And he no. literally talks names brands that he's like, "You're an idiot if you're going to spend all your money on this shit." Yeah, but at the same time, he has he's like um collaborating with um as you said, Bathing Ape, and we'll talk about other brands later. But he also um creates a label called uh, Pastel, which is a streetwear line, and mm-hmm. again, he made samples for more at his performances. Um, so you really get this like. He's got all these friends in high places. Yeah. Well, he, so he, for Pastel, he hires Kim Jones. Yeah. Who was Louis Vuitton's like male men's artistic director at the time. Yeah. What? I know. Like, but yeah, he's, he's created names in high places. And I actually feel like I remember hearing years ago, and it must be about Pastel this brand and that someone knew someone who worked for Kanye and it was his clothing line and it had all these people working for it. And like, yeah, he built it up, but kind of didn't take it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so then they kind of, it was like a, they said it was such a weird brand to work for. Yeah. Because yeah. Spoiler alert, nothing comes of it. (laughs) I don't realize that like, those who make companies or whatever or design houses or labels you have to kind of try it a couple times you have to like there are there are so many stories that you don't get to hear but someone who's got this like say they've got this like multi-million pound company now but years ago they started something else and they tried their hand at it and it didn't work out and it never really came into production or never became an actual product but you have to start that way you have to start like Mm -hmm doing it and then realizing okay this is not for you this is not what I want to do right now and so yeah like even with Virgil um before Off-White he had yeah oh, I can't remember the name of the brand but it was like he described it as just a, an experiment for him yeah it was for him to just flesh out ideas and produce things and see how it went and um, fashion is a model that it isn't one size fits all mm. and so many <laughs> It's difficult because he obviously looked at very successful companies and you can't follow that structure when you're just starting out. There needs to be some sort of all hands on deck. Let's like hope it goes well type of mentality rather than like, yeah, we need to have our merchandising director ready. You know, you need to kind of be that winging it until you make it a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, Yeah. But he probably had built the right structure 
that it yet wasn't popular enough to sustain or you know you have to learn your mistakes like you said most people who are known for their business success in this life didn't get it with their first business yeah 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 exactly keep the dream alive people (laughs) so you mentioned as he developed um pieces for pastel with kim jones who was lb Mm. men's director and a few others who already had established brands as well but also he developed footwear with louis vuitton yeah and who was mark jacobs at the time was louis vuitton's like women's creative director Mm -hmm. and so they created footwear there were three like models let's say there was one called the Jasper, Mr. Hudson and Don, who mm-hmm. were actually named after like his friends who I believe had like helped him yeah. um, through the process. And yeah. And like, we all remember when Kanye was first like big on the scene and he used to wear a lot of Louis Vuitton and he had the backpack as well. And that was his like brand of choice. Mm-hmm. So to make product, which and is clearly very- if you're collabing with, Mark Jacobs, also working with Kim Jones. Yeah. There's some history there. Exactly. But it's also a very authentic product mm-hmm. to who you are as well. And like what your brand, your personal branding is. I think also a lot of the time we've spoken about this when we did like merch episode and things before. But some celebrities come out with products and you're like, huh, why did they do that? Like, yeah, that makes no sense for them. Yeah, when Kim only started with her makeup line years and years and years after, or like when she started doing skims, like at a time when you thought, girl, why didn't you do this from the beginning? Yeah. You were shapewear. You were mm-hmm. body contouring back in like 2013. Why didn't you? Yeah, her makeup collection came after like, you've seen Kylie's have success with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, so Kanye, obviously, he knew what he liked. He'd obviously been experimenting. And a partnership like Louis Vuitton at the time is, like, no-brainer. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. In 2009, Kanye also worked shadowing the creative director of Gap at the Mm -hmm. time, which, again foreshadows <laughs> what we've seen them come out with this year gap and yeezy mm. but again from like the beginning he was making those connections with people yeah. in high places that would help him sustain a really long career in high fashion and i don't want to say high fashion but luxury let's say um and that kind of mass you know working with huge brands so even as far as like 28 2008 and 2009 yep he was working alongside Gap yeah and I think he also launched his first Yeezy product Mm -hmm. the Nike Air Yeezy yeah I didn't know how long this term had been around you know Mm -hmm. um and also might I add, hang on, in the space of like a year, he's working on a streetwear line mm-hmm. under his own name. He's launched a shoe collab with Louis Vuitton and a Nike collab. Yeah. And is doing some work with Gap. 
like and probably making music yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly but also like I mean he really starts with footwear and so to me it's no surprise that he's now got probably one of the most famous shoe designs or yeah. sought after shoe ever yeah the um Nike his first like Nikes when they came out everyone went crazy for them I've never seen that much crazy yeah like celebrity endorsed or celebrity led trainers yeah but I think also he's he's always introduced stuff again like through performance so I think he wore them for like the AMAs Mm -hmm. or like he wore them for a performance and everyone's like yeah I've never seen those shoes before at Nike yeah what are those yeah and like you know he always used to wear the they were red he started a massive men's trend it was like like t-shirt like oversized long t-shirt or something trap jeans and then everyone had these bright red red. yeah trainers and that went on for a while yeah but yeah and they were his they were his um his designs Yeah. yeah So, um, also a little thing I didn't know. Around about that time, Karl Lagerfeld had actually included Kanye into Chanel's Little Black Jacket exhibition. I mean, come on. Mm. Like, he's had a pretty... Karl knows where it's at, though, you know? (laughs) Like, I think Karl is somebody who could really picture, and I think he was... was very artistic in that sense of sort of respecting your something yeah and p- he was good at picking out people and like pick- selecting notable people and like seeing talent yeah yeah um so then a couple years after in 2012 we get to see the next iteration of these air yeezy mm-hmm. um which nike released um and that was actually the last collaboration he had with Nike Mm -hmm. and after that that's when we saw kind of his outburst of frustration and angst towards an industry that a he felt didn't give him enough credit yeah tried to lowball him in terms of contract and royalties and the potential for him to earn what he believed was the right amount of money for a wildly successful product and he talks a lot about other stuff which I thought was absolute nonsense like he compared himself to Walt Disney and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when people try to like make themselves like oh but that's that's him to a T isn't it it's him to a T he believes oh. a lot in himself which is his blessing and his curse yeah exactly yeah that's it (laughs) I will say that I do agree with his level of belief in himself and his level of conviction like I think it was important as we see with the success of his career once he walked away from the partnership with Nike and his like his wild success with Adidas but he did the right thing in being like they're gonna make a killing off me and they just want to give me royalties. Yeah. Or like a small amount of royalties. And I believe that I deserve more. And I think when you've worked with a lot of other people and designed a lot of things and created a lot of things, you know that you can always create something new. Like you don't mm. need 
this one company to make your life. You can take your skill with you and your creativity and always apply it somewhere else and be like, you know what? I can walk away from this because I know I'll bounce back. And I think he has that level of conviction in himself that allows him to be like, I know my worth and I can get more somewhere else if I just walk away from this. Yeah. And he was, I think he was probably also being subdued creative, like with his creativity and he's obviously got a lot to offer. And that outburst also comes off the back of, he showed at Paris um, Fashion Week with a collection, like a self-named collection um, and then had sort of followed it up the year after. And it was sort of described by Women's Wear Daily as neither a triumph, neither a train wreck. Sorry, neither, neither a triumph nor a train wreck. Oh. So... Was that the that was that the first Yeezy collection they were from? No, no. So this was like a Kanye West collection. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. I'm not sure if this was that show that he and Kim sort of have their like start of their romance with or not. I think that might be the first Yeezy season. Okay that's the leather one mm-hmm. but it could be one of these um yeah like I think but the it, first Yeezy season isn't Yeezy as we know it now it was like mental it was Kim it was Kim K basically that show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but I think I think the frustration of like the world not getting it mm-hmm. um was really frustrating for him because he obviously saw this world and I think he describes like there's this like hip-hop culture of fashion and the mainstream world doesn't seem to get it but Mm. he lives in the world Mm. that does get it and sees that's what people want to wear and want to consume but he can't like get the other people on board with it yet and I think he's really frustrated by that yeah that's a good point that's a good point I think the Women's Wear Daily kind of summary of his first collection can be applied to every Yeezy collection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but also, like, it's either for you or it's not. And I think that should be fashion. What what I like to wear shouldn't be what you like to wear. Yeah. It's individuality. I think the success of the Yeezy collaborations is its impact on other things since. So... I don't like easy collections, really. Most, it's, I'm not saying all of it's like trash, but the overall aesthetic of like post-apocalyptic Mad yeah. Max, like everything, all one color, <laughs> everything's frayed at the edges. Mm. Everything's like kind of of this stretch material, but kind of loosely falling off you at the same time. It is a bit it's it's unrealistic for me to wear that sort of thing yeah and I felt like season after season he was coming out with stuff that was really similar however carbon copy yeah yeah I can appreciate that him ushering in years really we've been living through years of it he ushered in this like tonal palette yeah the beiges the car keys the chocolate browns he made more colors neutral it became neutral everything. And 
if even if you don't wear like Yeezy inspired Yeezy type clothing, color blocking is now a thing. Chocolate tracksuit right now that is like directly inspired by those collections you came out with. And everything we wear now is this like monochromed neutral palette, Mm -hmm. very leggings and sports bra and like stretch material. It's like a, like a simplified version of what he was offering. Mm -hmm. And then it's not even just clothing. It's like interiors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've all become like neutral of like the same color spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting what's happened. And it, now, I'm not an art or fashion historian, but just living through it culturally, I knew that that was a turning point. And we all started applying that sort of Yeezy aesthetic to everything mm. after that. That's so true. Um, yeah, so true. Also, quick thing. Do you remember the hype of Giuseppe Zanotti heels and trainers and how they yeah. were everywhere? <laughs> Wasn't that because he had them... He had them for his first Yeezy show. Yeah. And he had the heels. They featured yeah. uh, Giuseppe Zanotti heels. And Kim used to wear them all the time. And I, I genuinely think, I think because his first Yeezy show, we almost it almost shouldn't be called it. Because I think it was like, it was leather. It was like very Kim inspired. It was mm. almost like the show he was, doing to put I think he said something like joked that he put that show on to get her to go for it on a date with him I think this is a good time to talk about Kanye West muses because because this is another thing about Kanye West he is self-indulgent he's all of those things but he has like had a number of muses in his career Mm-hmm. basically his muse is the woman he's dating who becomes his mannequin yeah and he dresses them and like it or not he elevates he manages to elevate their social status in like hollywood we saw it with um amber rose mm-hmm. we love amber rose here no amber rose slander will be tolerated <laughs> but she was his like like Amazonian, like shaved head goddess who used to yeah. like come the red carpet with him. And she said herself that he would s- tell her what she could and couldn't wear and like how she was supposed well, to act. We've, and, we've genuinely seen it on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Yeah. I mean, very controlling, but... He has flown. Wasn't it like, was he, was it Paris? He flew somewhere. Maybe he was in Paris. He was elsewhere. He took a flight because he didn't like the outfits she was putting together. Hold on for Kim. Yes. Okay. So Kim, <laughs> once he had his eyes on Kim Kardashian, um, he pursued. Let, let us from like remind ourselves how she used to dress. Yeah. 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 And it, Kim wasn't it girl at that. And time. designers didn't dress her then. They refused to. Remember, this is the woman who Vogue would have died to put on their cover designers mm-hmm. did not want to dress mm-hmm. and yeah. he stepped in exactly he fancied the pants of kim she was already in it girl but didn't as you said didn't have that level of fashion notoriety or mm. fashion cachet or whatever at the time and then once they got together she became a fashion girl like mm. she was wearing 
designers she didn't even know about. Did she even she, thank him for that? Being like the, the fashion icon award that she got recently. She yeah. thanked Kanye for that. It's true. And then like she was wearing a lot more like fashion forward curated stuff. And he was her stylist in a, in a way like, but I think he like go through her whole wardrobe and say, keeping this, keeping that, not keeping this, not keeping this, not like basically went through everything. Yeah. Like, We're going to redo your whole look. And even to like most recently, I believe he was integral in Kim partnering with, really iconic labels like Azadina Laya and mm. Scarprelli and like um like vintage Mugler and things like that like brands that were iconic but not like trendy but she would wear like i carvel pieces from these brands and i don't think if it wasn't for like the his- like the fashion knowledge that Kanye imparted on her and exposed her to she'd be pulling from like you know a a runway from like 1990 and wearing it today I think I think he'd like educated her in that sense which is massive yeah I think that he he's just done huge things for her career in that sense Mm. I think that fashion's really elevated her like you said I actually forgot the kind of she was a big star but she's a huge star now And would that transition have been made if she kind of didn't breach that barrier of like before she kind of, I don't like to use the word tacky, but like her dress sense was a bit tacky. She was kind of like wearing what we were all wearing at the time. Remember, we We were all wearing those bodycon dresses or like whatever. Peplum tops. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But she... Yeah, she's now, you know, she takes, well, she takes fashion risk. She now dresses like Batman. Um, mm. But yeah, I think she really, it's helped her. Mm. She, you know, like even with the Met, she admits the reason that she got invited to it was as his guest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She only just earned that in the last few years. So it's been like a, it's been a, a long, slow climb for her, mm-hmm. but he's for sure Definitely. Just the driving force behind that. And I don't know if there are many people who have that innate desire, drive, or sort of like kudos mm. to get someone else up that ladder the way he did and does. Yeah, I think I think it's a vanity project for him, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think and he's it, also just that determined, right? Yeah. I think that he is, he is that determined. He, if it's associated with him, it's got to look good to his, his own personal aesthetic. Yeah. What pleases his eye. Um, And yeah, I think he did a really good job of Mm, it. Um, Sure. And then lastly, his current muse, who is Julia Fox, who Mm. is like a current girlfriend, let's say. And she's wearing all these designers now. Yeah. Um, I think I saw them in this like denim outfit. Yeah. Really recently where her like denim is like Madonna-esque cone bra. Um, And then it's like them having matching sort of denim looks. Yeah. He's like, I, I kind of didn't think about 
how influential he must be. He must be bloody convincing to tell these people how to dress. Um, I don't know if there's many people who could tell me what to wear. No, but the thing is, if you were dating someone like Kanye West, you you can see what it's done with everyone else's career. But also, you've got to be a kind of person who's prepared to put up with that in the exactly. first place. Exactly. <laughs> You're not dating Kanye West because your love is sensitive. Because of his soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, you have to be that sort of person. Yeah. I think you're going to go along with it because, you know what? If anything, it looks like fun dressing mm. in that way. Do you know what I mean? It's more Oh, I definitely think taking, so taking risks like anything in life, this is going to be really profound. Um, if you don't take a risk, you're not going to, you're going to get to the heights that you would if you took a risk, you know? Exactly. And so, yeah, you might take some fashion risks and look like an absolute idiot nine times out of 10. But Mm. then there might be that one time that you look like amazing and you feel it and that like that lives on it like creates this like buzz the serotonin in your system Mm -hmm. um and like for that one it's worth it right to have that accolade of she wore that then and that will be remembered it was a moment yeah yeah also a quick thing I just thought about is um how Kanye West differs to maybe other musicians is like when other musicians get big they become more concerned with how they look yeah. like they themselves want to be dressed in the finest things and the best looks and yada da da. Kanye he started out very much being like the way he looked and the way he dressed was really important yeah mm. and I feel like as the years have gone on he's dressed more simple more normal yeah. he has those quirky like yeah or like, like suddenly puts on a mask that co- totally covers his face. A weird gimp mask. Like, <laughs> Isn't there been like a sequin mask. one as well? Like, really? Uh, the weird, yeah? Yeah. But I do think he puts more of his effort in his muse. If if you looked at, if you broke down his like regular outfits, he looks like a tradie. A what? A tradie. <laughs> like a, a guy who works in trade or construction. <laughs> He's got like essentially timberland boots like worker boots yeah he's got like baggy jeans jeans with like paint marks on yeah and he's got like kind of like a a big oversized like khaki coat or denim jacket yeah like he's not wearing anything where you're like oh you know like at one point he was sort of dressing very um like yoji yamamoto style like there were times where he was really fashion forward yeah but he sort of subdued Maybe it's because that's the Yeezy vibe. I don't know. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. All Everything he wears is super expensive. Like, nothing's yeah. cheap on him. But, yeah, you're right. It's He's less flashy yeah. um, than his girlfriends are, like, pushed out to be. Um, so, yeah, with Yeezy, he's had about eight seasons if I'm correct. Yeah. But before before he had Yeezy, he had another collab with APC. Yes, that is true. And that is when we see like these $100 plus t-shirts and it's like the start of the Yeezy like yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And um 
then after that we probably have like the biggest kind of collaboration that he's ever been a part of and that is him and adidas yeah and that was in direct response of like leaving nike behind yeah moving to adidas where it was implied he was valuable if, some, if someone did that i just don't know why i never really picked up on this stuff i probably wasn't a big enough fan of like these exploits mm-hmm. but say like nike air jordans one of the nike's most popular shoes mm. if michael jordan moved to adidas would that not seem like the biggest deal in the world it to was a switch but like I don't rem- I don't remember it feeling like whoa like the ground's shaking but maybe I just didn't follow yeah I think you didn't follow it as much because I do remember people being like why would you walk away from Nike yeah you know what I mean it's like why would you do that and in I think that's what made it you know what I also really feel like this has helped Adidas because at oh, one point yeah. Nike was just everything right yeah they were by far the king of Africa athletic wear their shoes were better everything was seemed like deemed better and I think this has helped Adidas is like up we cannot forget that since uh, Kanye partnered with Adidas and had this massive success we've had Ivy Park yeah which is massive as well and that is like a very collection focus Mm -hmm. but the fact that like we see Ivy Park as a legitimate brand yes it's Beyonce but in terms of like the collections that they put out, it's about the fashion. Like the looks are solid. Like they're not generic looks. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Tell that someone's like designed these pieces in-house to make them like really quite different to what you find elsewhere. And I I don't want to like give Kanye credit where it's not due, but mm. in the sense that Adidas became their brand revived during these like Kanye years yeah it's true so true and so yeah I mean it's it's really difficult to know where Yeezy starts and Adidas <laughs> ends in all of it because I know that they stepped back at mm-hmm. one point after Yeezy season one they stepped back and were just their f- the footwear collaborator yeah. mm-hmm. but then in 2016 they popped back up and entered a new partnership of apparel, accessories and footwear. And, and then like his product, like all this stuff. So I don't, re- like, I think that was maybe in 2016. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, that was 2016. So I'm like, when, when did Adidas kind of keep, like how, how does that work when you're collabing with them? They step back on everything but shoes. They step back in. Like it, it sounds quite a lot, but his vision yeah. has stayed the same. And like the, you don't notice it in the collections, which I think is important. Yeah. I think also because he probably retains like intellectual property of like his yeah. namesake, his, you know, vision and stuff like that. He's probably still able to make collections without them. Like clothing collections. I mean, I don't know how these, how their partnership works exactly from like a legal standpoint, mm. but they have been partners for a number of yeah. years now and they've made billions off this. L- literally, they, they're, es- yeah, the estimated value with UZ, I think, is about four billion. <sighs> yeah. One thing is that. Over these years, and it's not just Kanye West and Yeezy, 
but the sneaker trainers market has really exploded and sites like StockX, where if you want to get a really coveted piece of sneakers or trainers or like streetwear, you have to like bid for it. You have to sign up to this and sign up to that and wait for the release date mm. and all of that. And I think that that's um, Kanye, Yeezy, Adidas, Nike has all been a part of this movement, you know, where like getting exclusive Nike pieces or whether it's like the latest Louis Vuitton and off-white collaboration that came out this week Mm. it's like getting these hard to find trainers it's been like growing and growing over the past 10 years yeah I read somewhere today though that he helped develop an app that made it easier to buy Yeezy trainers oh like he worked with Adidas. I don't know if this ever saw the light of day, mm-hmm. but because of, like you said, the demand behind them, he helped create an app that meant people could get them. I do remember Kanye saying something in his like rant. Like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, that's what I mean. I don't know if it was just like, I'm going to help you get them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he seemed, quote unquote, passionate about you know how um the more you produce the cheaper things get universal and everyone can like it's no longer a 500 pair of Mm. sneakers it's like a 50 pound pair of trainers type thing i think he tried to make access to his brand better and more accessible price points and stuff but really and truly i know kanye loves an expensive price tag you can wouldn't you rather sell out exactly wouldn't you rather people a bit like is that not a thing that you say to your fans but you never act on you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like guys I want every single person to have I want you all to be able to own some you know yeah yeah um and in that same vein I think that he has I don't have evidence of this but I've kind of heard it that he's had a lot of impact and influence on the Kardashian Jenner businesses in Mm. terms of like the model of selling out your product and the level at which they were dressed all of them were were dressing the business ventures they all went into um because they were associated with such a like a-lister as such as Kanye so I think this is a good time for me to tell you about my theory oh okay okay yeah and when I say a theory like yeah it's 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 not overwhelming. <laughs> okay. But my theory is, mm. is that like without Kanye, there would be no skims. 100%. Because skims is essentially a poor man's easy at times. 100%. They are like tonal sets. It started obviously with the shapewear and she said that it was this amazing technology, that her fabric is amazing. My inclination is to believe that a Yeezy factory makes this stuff mm, because does own because of that kids. that fabric and he makes cycling shorts and he makes sports bras. So in my head, that's mm. what she's making. If it's not them, it's like it's all part of that. And I just feel like it is literally her watered down version of Yeezy. 
thick and like it's 100% inspired by him. These tonal outfits, the stuff she used to do literally looks like stuff that he was doing. I would go one step further and say she's not been influenced by him. I think this is his creation. Probably. Yeah. Like, and I agree with you, like with the factory thing, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that'd be a great idea. Why not? Why not have you and your husband in the same factory yeah. together? And I know that he owns part of Skims and she owns, she owns part of Yeezy. Exactly. And it's like, no, we all saw the reaction to Yeezy early seasons and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But we look at Skims. But they, everyone, the, the, the shoes all sold out. <laughs> exactly. All the shoes sold out and things. And I, people, Kim is offering a version of Yeezy clothing that's more accessible wearable um and yeah I think I think he's like I think she was showing him designs and he was like you need to make it like this you need to make it like that yeah this is gonna work this is gonna be good and if you go out and you wear this stuff and you put a pair of Yeezys on people are gonna want to buy both yeah because she used to walk around in the in the Yeezy stuff and like this is also he's he's clever so he in like at points has literally got the whole kardashian jenner clan wearing his stuff mm. they're there thinking they're supporting him of course they are but that's also like 10 of the like wealthiest most famous people yeah. wearing your stuff day in day out then you've got like Paris Hilton joining in because she's mm. now Kim's best friend again. Yeah. You have got it reaching places. And so then it's like this organic thing where I feel like I wouldn't even mind betting that he goes, hey, you wear cycling shorts and big T-shirts anyway. You should do your own stuff. Yes. Because yeah. you wear it anyway or like let's create like it for the masses mm. because I can't I don't want Yeezy to be for the masses so you do it mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that's what it like and it's the same difference to me with some of the stuff because when skim skims oh, you know what the Yeezy Yeezus yeah yeah skim, I, I didn't even know like is it really not politically correct for us to just be calling him yay no, we can call him Yay. It's fine. No, but like I'm saying, should we only be calling him Yay? We call him. We're calling him Kanye. That's not his name anymore. Oh, is it? Did he change his name? It is legally Yay. Oh, I like it. You know what? I if you say- if you typed into Google like Kanye West, it would just say Yay. Yay West. I love. No, it. No, no, no. Just Yay. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's just Yay. I think his parents did a really good job naming him because I think Kanye is is a great name. It stands alone. Do you know what I mean? Hold on, Kanye West. Let me let me Google this. Oh. Yeah, yay, American rapper. Oh my god, you're right. Yay, commonly known by his birth name, isn't? <gasps> yeah. So I don't know if we're being out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day when he was called by his government name. <laughs> um. Oh, I love it. Kanye Omari West, great name, I have to say. Because he's um, on the Coachella lineup as Yay. 
I don't think many people have been told about this name change because <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> well, I think he said it, but it was probably one of those things of like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to be president. Like, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've now lost my train of thought. What am I doing? Um, Basically, he... Oh, the skims. You said skims. Uh, I can't remember, guys. <laughs> we can move on. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Anything else on Yay? So, one thing that I feel like is a great example of his influence... Yeah. I'm going to say two words. Shutter Shades. oh my god I just had flashbacks yeah like if if you're too young for this I'm sorry (laughs) when he wore those shutter shades I think it was probably like the AMAs or MTV awards something something like that this moment I think I think it was that same same awards but he wore them for a while he did wear them for like a yeah, year he did. he did yeah yeah um it, but I think it might have been yeah the Taylor Swift incident as well um I'm trying to think what song they're associated with is it American Stronger. Boy oh Stronger Stronger sorry yeah yeah, yeah. um and these shades were everywhere you would see them on nights out there were just these cheap plastic, like, I mean, I don't even know if they were expensive glasses. Probably not. They were everywhere. Every, anywhere that sold sunglasses started selling these things. They mm. were huge. They were everywhere. But no one took them seriously because you would only buy them at like, you know, like those guys who come, you go to like a nightclub and those guys come selling you like roses at the end yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they'd be like, do you want these shutter shades? Yeah. But they were everywhere. And that wasn't even like, oh, it's so fashionable. It was just the thing. And I just, as soon as I was like, I remembered them today. And I was like, that man has a lot of influence, whether we want him to or not. Yeah. That is where how he's got to where he's got. And I think... I think people like him, and this I think is also a real designer instinct that is are the people who go far. Mm-hmm. Are they like he probably put them on and someone's like, What are you wearing those for? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Trust me, trust me, these are cool. Trust me. And they weren't. They were. But he made them cool. He yeah. made it a moment. And I think, I think that's that sort of belief he has in himself but also I think designers have to believe that if you're pushing the boundary a bit you have to believe like just you wait just yeah I agree I agree may we all have the uh belief in ourselves that Kanye West has in himself (laughs) I don't know if that would be a safe world (laughs) imagine um no but yeah I think maybe it's not the belief that is the problem though no (laughs) I think there's don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's arrogant and I th- he's got a lot going on. <laughs> but I would be lying if I didn't say there's something about him that we could all use a little bit more of. Yeah. And like use to our advantage, whether it's like belief to just go for something. You don't know where it's going to take you. Don't know if it's going to work out, but you go for it. Or you have the conviction to walk away from something and be like, you know what? I'm worth more. Yeah whether that's any aspect of your life, I think that 
Yeah. I yeah, so. I agree. And also, A, I'm a big fan of his music. Mm. Um, I think it was like, maybe it was like a day in lockdown. I just like, I suddenly, I used to listen to it a lot when I worked late. Mm-hmm. I would, like, I'd be a bit angry that I had to work late and I would just get that on, get in the zone and design because I was just like, I just need something that's going to like. Kind influencing you. Oh, I love him. I love him. Um, and then, yeah, I think I had like a day in the flat and my flat was in the bath. And I was just going for it. She's like, didn't realise um, Kanye West was in the building. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love him. I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of Yeezy. Like, I actually think the trainers are cool from time to time. I'm not the biggest fan of all of it. But I also respect what he's doing. Yeah, and also, cool. like you said, people were kind of like, what is this? And he didn't change it. Mm. He knew what he wanted it to be and he stuck with it. Mm. And there are people who buy it. The footwear is probably what drives it anyway. Because, like, footwear and accessories are huge. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a lot of time for the fact that I think he actually puts the work in. I think he he isn't the like that's a good point I think he is the person going I don't like that he's not Not pulling a Kendall of whatever company she's doing like he is there going that's not good Mm. no he is that I believe that yeah same I do I think he's going as not just like I like this I like that but saying I'd like to see I want to see this I, I would go as far to say that he probably says he has a lot of um a lot to say about the financials as well. Yeah. Like I don't want to spend the money on this. <laughs> I'd rather spend my do you know what yeah. I mean? There are a lot of celebrities, okay, like Kylie Jenner, let's say I don't think she does any of that stuff. I think she mm. picks the colours and the texture of lipsticks and whatever, but on like a more everyone else takes care of the business. I think he has an interest in how everything operates. Yeah. Um and I I think it would be unfair for us to say that he doesn't put in the work, as he said. Yeah. I really think he works. And I think that, like you said, that's rare. And I think that maybe that's why he's a bit cuckoo sometimes. Who knows? Yeah, we'd all burn out and lose our shit after a while, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, But there is a consistency. Like, his music is always good. Mm. And, like, creatively, he, he knows where he's at. He found the thing he's good at, for sure yeah or things yeah I agree so I feel like this might be a polarizing topic you know really because some people just love to hate him man because because he's bonkers and he says stupid shit yeah 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 you're right um so what is our poll this week Do (laughs) do you like Kanye West no um what is the most, what's your favorite Kanye West like item, aesthetic influence or something like that? Yeah. Like, is it stuff that he's worn? Is it the Yeezy vibe? Mm. Um, Shutter Shades. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Kanye. It'd be nice to know who's got a pair of Yeezys because everyone's, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, I remember like a couple. I, of you know what? I would love out. a pair of Yeezys one day. Stretchy ones. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really like them. But you know, I always think about: does your foot fall forward because it doesn't have a solid toe cap? I don't know. I always think you'd be slipping around in them. No, 
That's a thought I have a lot. <laughs> I'm not giving it a single thought. <laughs> uh, I think they'd be fine. Okay. But I don't know. If you have a pair of Yeezys as your foot fall forward. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.